Hey, Bill O'Reilly here. Welcome to the No Spin News for Thursday, September 22nd, 2022. Stand up for your country. So I watched a Trump interview last night. I, I don't have any sound bites for you. It was a little too windy. I mean, I, I'm not, it's not a criticism, but it, it was it just was in and out of uh, explanations. I mean, obviously, he said he didn't do anything wrong in the New York civil suit. And he said he didn't do anything wrong in the document um, archive situation. OK, but the point is that we're back to all Trump all the time. And that is the subject of this evening's Talking Points memo. So Donald Trump dominates the news cycle again. And, you know, I expect the news agencies will get higher ratings yesterday um, because of him. And Americans remain a fascinated with Donald Trump. You love him or you hate him, but people aren't tuning him out after all this time. So I just want to go over the essentials of, of the uh, situations with Mr. Trump so you understand what is real and what is not real, because you can't get this uh, on television or newspaper news. You just can't. So number one, I don't know what he did or did not do. I couldn't possibly know. I don't know whether he's guilty of bank fraud or taking classified documents. I don't know. Okay, so I'm upfront about it. I can't acquit him. I can't convict him. Here's what I do know that Attorney General Letitia James of New York State is a far left person who campaigned to get, get, G E T, Donald Trump. And it took her three years, and she finally came up with a civil lawsuit of bank fraud. Okay, I also know that the Manhattan District Attorney's Office, remember, James is the state attorney general, Manhattan District Attorney's Office, where this bank fraud allegedly happened, wouldn't bring anything. And this is an extremely left wing DA, Alvin Bragg. They dropped it. Okay, so let's keep that in mind. The other thing, and I got all kinds of emails and texts from my liberal friends saying that Letitia James did not have the power to indict Trump criminally for bank fraud, which is just false. And I wrote, I wrote that back. I said, that's, that's wrong. If an attorney general is investigating anyone in any state and criminal activity appears that the attorney general believes you can prove, you got to charge him with a crime have to. That's your oath. Okay? So that's all bull. And finally, the reason she did charge him civilly is because it's a lot easier to get a conviction civilly. And this this thing's never going to get into a courtroom in a million years. They'll settle it. But two other things. If there were bank fraud, why aren't the banks involved with the civil lawsuit? (laughs) Why aren't the banks involved? They could be on the suit. They're not. And I'll tell you why. They got all their money back. The Trump Organization repaid all the bank loans. So there's no victim. Banks aren't victim. Banks made money. <laughs> right? So where, where's the crime? 
And Trump says, and I haven't verified this because I can't possibly verify it, that on each bank uh, application that the Trump organization made, there was a disclaimer. This is what Donald Trump said last night. The disclaimer said, look, these are our valuations of our property, but you got to make your own. If that's true, there's no case. Because the bank accepted what Trump told them in the application and gave him the loan, and then Trump paid it back. Does it make any sense to you at all that you would file a $250 million lawsuit with all of those facts that I just told you? No. It makes no sense at all. But there is a reason. And I'm going to come back to that reason in a moment because it's extremely important. Now, on the uh, prosecution itself, Bill Barr, no fan of Donald Trump, the former attorney general, Bill Barr, he said this, go. It's hard for me not to conclude it's a political uh, hit job. I mean, this is a woman who campaigned for office saying that, promising she was going to go after Trump, which I think is a, a tremendous abuse of office to go headhunting and targeting individuals. So I think she was targeting Trump. And this is, after three years, a civil lawsuit, the gist of which is that when the Trump organization borrowed money, Trump personally guaranteed those loans. And to support that, she's claiming that he inflated his assets on his financial statements. Now, I'm not even sure she has a a good case against Trump himself, but what ultimately persuades me that this is a a political hit job is uh, she grossly overreaches when she tries to drag the children into this. That's the best analysis you'll see right there. And again, Barr is no friend of Trump. Now, why did Leticia James do this? It goes to the gubernatorial race in New York State. James's buddies with Governor Kathy Hochul, pals. Hochul is in trouble. The Republican, Lee Zeldin running against her, is gaining on Hochul. Hochul's messaging, her TV commercials, is all about how Zeldin and Trump are buddies. Not issues that that pertain to New York State. It's trying to demonize Zeldin by linking Trump up to him because Trump is not popular in New York State. That's what this is about five weeks before the gubernatorial vote, we'll get Trump and demonize him more in the heads of the New York voters so they vote for Hochul over Zeldin. That's what this is about. This is called the Democratic machine. This is what they do. So here in New York State, we have quality of life decline unprecedented. Violent crime streaking, highest taxes in the nation, out of control transportation. People are afraid to go on the subways. The traffic, it takes two hours to go 20 miles. Kathy Hochul has no clue how to solve anything. She's one of the worst governors in the country. And that's beyond any reasonable doubt. She's behind the no bail law that lets violent criminals out on the streets. She gave a no-bid contract to a New Jersey man who donates money to her campaign. The man receives state funds, hundreds of thousands of dollars, for COVID testing. I mean, this is a woman who's corrupt off the chart. Zeldin's coming up in a very heavily Democratic state. So, Letitia James steps in. This is just 
dirty. It's just awful. Now, I hope Lee Zeldin beats Kathy Hochul. I hope no one votes for Kathy Hochul. What are you voting for? More dead people in the streets? Is that what you're voting for? More slashes on a subway? Higher taxes that are killing working men and women in New York, which has lost 3 million people in the last seven or eight years? Is that what you're voting for? You want more of that? I don't care if uh, Lee Zeldin goes camping with Donald Trump. I couldn't care less. I want somebody to solve some problems in this state. I live here. So anyway, I hope you're getting the complete picture now. You will get it nowhere else. You will get it nowhere else, which is why you watch and listen to the No Spin News. Okay, Mar-a-Lago. Now, here, here's the thing about Mar-a-Lago. If you read my book, The United States of Trump, which is basically a uh, look at him, the man, no politics in the book, all right? Everything that Donald Trump has ever done since he's five years old has been transactional. That means he does things to benefit him. Some of it doesn't work out, but that's always the calculation. Where does it benefit him to take classified documents from the White House to Mar-a-Lago? How? How does that benefit him? It doesn't. It doesn't benefit him. It can't benefit him. If he wanted the information from the classified documents, just copy it down and put it in your computer. That's what Obama did. Obama took a whole bunch of stuff because he wanted to write the book, which he wrote and got tens of millions of dollars. So, but Obama didn't take, or if he did, he gave it back from the archives, classified information. Now, I don't know what Trump took or why he took it, but I can't analyze the story any further until I know that. And nobody knows that because he's never clarified it. He says, well, I, I declassified some and um, well, they didn't have this and they, uh, I, that. But is, is there any reason on earth you would have put yourself in jeopardy by taking classified information from Washington to Florida? No, it makes no sense at all. The bank loans in New York, that makes sense. Trump Organization wanted bank loans. Does this make sense? Again, if Trump were going to write a book or if he were building an archive for himself for his uh, upcoming um, museum, uh, you know, they all, all the presidents have uh, places you can go to see what they did. Okay, you just copy the stuff down. You don't need the originals. Just kind of just have somebody transcribe this stuff. It doesn't make any, this makes no sense. Anyway, a three-judge appeals federal panel said the Department of Justice can resume looking at the documents. I'm not going to say anything more about it because I don't know. All right, there, I know for sure about the New York State stuff. That's just bogus across the board. Here, I don't know. It's not clarified. I can give you an opinion, which is what they do on TV news all day long. But what good is that? My opinion is not worth, not based on anything, because I don't know. Now, I hope the next interview Donald Trump gives, he'll address that question. Why would you do it? Why? Okay.
Let's go to President Biden. So this this is a real, you know, the cliche is this is a tell. It's a new trendy speak. This is a tell. So Biden's in New York today. He meets with the Philippine president, um, Marcos Jr. Uh, He runs around. He does another DNC reception. And then he leaves New York City at 5.55 p.m. All right, get that off the screen. And those of you listening to me on radio, you don't need to see it. 5.55 p.m., Biden leaves New York City. Why? That shuts down all the commuter traffic in the afternoon because the police have to shut down the roads before he leaves. So the whole region is thrown into chaos. Why couldn't Biden have a nice dinner somewhere? All right? and leave at 7.30 or 8. Would that have mattered? So the whole rush hour afternoon commute could have proceeded as normal. Why? There's no reason. Biden doesn't care. He just doesn't care. Probably never even thought about it. Oh, we're going to close all the roads on the east side of Manhattan. You go through the Midtown Tunnel. All the highways out to JFK, we're going to close. Okay, that's fine. This is Biden saying. No, it's not. It's not fine. This is an indicator about the character of the man. And he's got to get back to D.C. tonight because Elton John is showing up tomorrow at the White House for a little concert. All right, the rocket man, John. Now, I told you this uh, before, but I I, uh, was in Mr. John's presence uh, in Atlanta, where he once had a home. I don't know if he still does. And he was in a car. I was in the back seat. He was in the front seat. <laughs> we we're going to a private concert where he was being paid gazillions of dollars. All right. I was part of the company that was, I didn't pay him. I was working for the company. Okay. He was the weirdest guy. <laughs> Not just to me, he didn't know who I was, but just in general, he was like, Maybe he's a nice guy. I hope he is. Very strange. Rocket man? Did you know Fast Growing Trees is the largest online nursery in the USA? With more than 10,000 plant varieties and millions of satisfied customers. I have their trees and plants at my home, and they're fantastic. Have you had your fair share of landscaping woes? and wasted weekends at crowded nurseries? Finding fast-growing trees will be like stumbling upon a hidden treasure, believe me. With fast-growing trees, it's different. From fruit trees to houseplants, they have it all delivered right to your doorstep. Plus, their plant experts are always available for advice. And here's the best part, this spring, They have up to half off on select plants. And my audience can get an extra 15% off by using promo code Bill at checkout. So please go to fastgrowingtrees.com. Use promo code Bill at checkout. Now, here is a poll that caught me completely by surprise. Harvard-Harris poll. 1,885 registered voters, okay, 
last week. It talks about Trump versus Biden on key issues based upon what Donald Trump did in office then and what Biden's doing now on the economy. And we're putting this up full screen, but you on the radio, I will read it. On the economy, Joe Biden's approval is now 37%. In January 2021, when Trump left office, his approval on the economy was 56%. Stimulating jobs. Now Biden 44, January 21, Trump 58. Fighting terrorism. Biden 42, Trump 55. Immigration. Biden 37, Trump 52. Foreign affairs. Biden 40, Trump 52. Administering the government. Biden 41, Trump 49. Reacting to COVID, Biden 49, Trump 47, the only area where Biden tops Trump. And this poll, Harris has uh, approval rating for Biden right now, 41. That's lower than uh, most of the other polls. Disapproved 55. But here's the crunch. The last question. If the 2024 election for president were held today and it was between Trump And Biden, who would you vote for? Trump, 45. Biden, 42. Don't know, 13. That's a stunning poll. So on every significant issue, Trump's numbers are higher than Biden's numbers. So you say, well, why the deuce did Americans vote for Joe Biden? Well, there's only two possible reasons. They hope Biden would do better than he is. I don't know why you would hope that, but... Some people did. And the second reason and the most dramatic is they hate Trump personality. All right. So Joe Biden goes on 60 Minutes last Sunday. Only and I'm using only 10 million people tuned in. And that's coming off the football game on CBS. 10 million people. That's it to watch Biden and and Scott Pelley do the softest interview I've ever seen. We already analyzed it. Okay, Obama in November 2008, 60 minutes, 25 million. Trump, 17 million October 2020. Leslie Stahl, Biden 10. Interesting, right? Uh, on the uh, network side, NBC News puts on a new program, a daily program at 12 noon, okay? And it's called NBC News Daily. That's clever. It is the lowest rated program on daytime TV. Here are the ratings. Price is Right, one and two. Uh, Young and a Restless is three. Bold and a Beautiful, Let's Make a Deal, five and six. The View, seven. Only two million people watch The View. That's it. General Hospital, two million. Today, third hour, one nine. GMA, third hour, one five. Today with Hoda and Jenna, 1-5. The Talk, 1-3. NBC News Daily, 935,000. That, that's almost impossible to do. Remember, this is NBC. They're everywhere. From Kona, Hawaii to Bangor, Maine. You could put a chimpanzee jumping up and down for an hour. You'd have to give him a water and food break. And you would get more than 935,000 people to watch. And we go, I wonder what that chimpanzee is doing. Incredible. 
So CNN announces today, and I'm only doing this because I'm spiteful. This is my fault. It is my character deficiency. I'm just giving you a viewer and listener warning. I don't care about CNN. I don't watch CNN. It does not, as the cliche goes, speak to me. (laughs) Anyway, they got a big problem with ratings, as everybody knows. So at 9 o'clock, that's a Chris Cuomo slot, and he's gone. They're putting Jake Tapper in there temporarily. So if you know Jake Tapper, you know he's terrible on television. He's awful. Okay, he's just terrible. And in the afternoon, he used to be on the afternoon, nobody watched him. He came in third in his time slot. Fox was one, MSNBC two, Tapper three. So he's now rewarded with a primetime show where he'll be terrible because he is terrible. If you're terrible on TV, you're not going to get better. It's just the way it is. You can, you know, if you're young and you're working your way up, okay, but I think Tapper's 60 or something, right? He's not getting in many. So he, they promote him up. Now, Sean Hannity's on at 9 o'clock. Hannity will double him probably. <laughs> but I'm just sitting there going, this is what you got? This? You, this guy didn't? Nobody watched him in the afternoon. Why would they watch him at night? Now, there was no national significance to that story. That was just me because I don't like Jake Tapper. I just don't like him. He's a nasty human being, in my opinion. Now, he hates me. All right, he thinks I'm terrible. Just to be fair, I always want a full disclosure. Okay, you may have heard about the uh, lawsuit against Governor DeSantis in Florida for flying the 50 migrants to Martha's Vineyard. So this is another bogus play. So the lawsuit is filed by this far, far left organization, Lawyers for Civil Rights in Boston. They are linked up with George Soros. What a surprise! What a surprise! In the sense that they donate money, uh, Lawyers for Civil Rights, to uh, a group called Act Blue, which Soros also gives money to. These are a whole, it's like it's a club, a far left club. Anyway, these people uh, file a civil lawsuit against DeSantis saying that they violated the rights of these undocumented foreign nationals by forcing them on a plane to fly to Massachusetts. But now DeSantis says, no, we have a release. All right. And here's what the consent form all the migrant signs says. I agreed to hold a benefactor or its design representatives harmless of all liability arising out or of in any way relating to any injuries and damages that may occur during the agreed transport to locations outside of Texas until the final destination in Massachusetts. Okay, so there it is. So the lawsuit is bogus. Now, you would expect that today a judge would throw it out. No, that's not what happens. So Florida, the state of Florida, will have to run up hundreds of thousands of dollars in legal bills to defend this while these lawyers are working free. That's why they do this stuff. All right. Even though they when it will eventually get thrown out, it has to go through the process. Our civil justice system in this country is so corrupt, you wouldn't believe it. And it'll never be reformed because of the Trial Lawyers Association gives so much money to the politicians in both parties. So once uh, the state of Florida and Governor DeSantis 
produced that form where the migrants themselves signed it, that's the end, right? No. And now I'm sure the far left lawyers will say, well, the migrants were coerced. (laughs) You see what I'm talking about here? Everybody knows what this is. This is get Ron DeSantis. Look, if Trump decides tomorrow not to run for president in 24, DeSantis will probably get the nomination. All right. You'll see brutal attacks on DeSantis. They've already started, but it'll it'll ramp up. But DeSantis isn't like Trump. He's not you know, he doesn't take it that personally. He'll he'll fight back, but not the way Trump did. But you'll see an unbelievable amount of character assassination directed toward DeSantis. To be fair, there's an incredible amount of character assassination directed to Joe Biden. There is. I don't do that. I just want performance. Black Lives Matter. Here's a story that no one else will do but us. We did it on radio this morning. I'm doing it on TV tonight. Okay. Black Lives Matter pretty much stormed onto the scene in 2014. Their mandate is to stop police violence against African-Americans. That's it. That's what they do. So um, the, an Internet site tracked black men and women shot by police from 215 to 221. 215, 258, 216, 236, 217, 222, 218, 228, 219, 251, 2020, 243, 2021, 178. It's flat. It's flat. Okay? Now, in that time, violent crime and the deaths of poor people of color in the inner cities skyrocketed. Tens of thousands of African-Americans have been killed in that period of time because police are underfunded and demonized and they pulled back from confronting violent crime in those areas. So Black Lives Matter not only didn't help bring down, and they're very low numbers, police shootings of black men and women, but it stimulated the murders and shootings and assaults on people of color all over America. This is beyond any doubt, not debatable. Okay, now the economist, this shocked me, says that donations to Black Lives Matter related causes amount to $11 billion. I was using the 100 million sent directly to the Black Lives Matter Global Foundation in L.A. That was the yardstick I was using. The economist says, no, it's 11 billion. That the whole BLM cause got. I don't know. I can't verify that. I can't. But (laughs) this is incredible. Uh, The same Internet site that gave us the stats on the police shooting black men and women, giving us stats on which charities are getting BLM money. Ready? Trans United. 
the Audrey Lord Project. I don't know what it is. Black Trans Circles, the Transgender District, Black Trans Travel Fund, Okra Project, For the Growls, the Trans Justice Funding Project, the Trans Housing Coalition Homeless Black Trans Women's Fund, Black Trans Media, Black Trans Femmes in the Arts. More money given to trans than African-American causes, by far. <laughs> what? Well, I, the leadership of Black Lives Matter, they're gay. A lot of them. And I don't know if they're trans. I don't know why trans is getting all this money. Now, I can guarantee you'd never hear that anywhere else. Again, we need you to go out, no spin news, tell your friends and family you want information, important information, this is where you come. Daily Caller right wing website. Um, Whenever we deal with an ideological website, we have to check everything. And we check now straight press too. So if we see something in the New York Times or the New York Post, we have to check it ourselves. Can't you say, well, uh, reportedly, once you hear the word reportedly uttered by a broadcaster, you know they haven't checked. Okay, so Daily Caller has listed some of the corporations who are woke so that their readership will know. And I'm just going to read you a few. Amazon, okay? So in June 2021, according to Daily Caller, Amazon Studios issued a new inclusion policy. 30% white women and non-binary people have to be hired. 20% men from underrepresented races and ethnicities. 20% women and non-binary people from underrepresented races and ethnicities. You add it up, that's 70% of people hired by Amazon have to be not white. Coca-Cola. Uh, they have told their employees to, quote, try to be less white. Johnson & Johnson, the CEO said, white men need to do more listening. Again, this is all from the Daily Caller. Nike, Colin Kaepernick, don't have to say any more than that. Disney, you know. Ben & Jerry's, they don't like Israel. Uh, Kellogg, Kellogg's, I did not know this. So they have a uh, new kid's cereal. LGBT theme, a cereal that's LGBT theme. So there you go. And Adidas, I don't know anything about Adidas. It's a German company. I don't know know what they're doing. Okay, Air Force Academy goes woke. (laughs) Unbelievable. It really is unbelievable. So according to Fox News, um, the uh, Air Force Academy is instructing cadets to use words that include all genders and to refrain from saying things like mom and dad. (laughs) Yes, sir. No mom and dad, sir. Smart life, shock and awe. Vidgo.com carries a weekly, brand new weekly program hosted by me, your humble correspondent. This week, why American culture has gone so far left. We have two guests, the former head of the NAACP, Ben Chavis, and the very brilliant columnist, Victor Davis Hanson. Well, this could not have happened without the entertainment industry, Hollywood, and the news industry getting on board. 
in the last 25 years, they control all of the levers of thought influence to institutional powers, professional sports, Hollywood, media, Silicon Valley, corporate boardroom, uh, Wall Street, the foundation, my gosh. And through those institutions, they have the ability through the permanent state or the media or all of these things that we talked about to bypass and appeal to 51% of the people. And that's what they need to get all this woke stuff in play. So I, all I can tell you is this. I do the show called Shock and Awe every week for vidgo.com. My goal is to get the smartest people in the United States on the program to talk about subjects that you will be interested in. All right. We have all kinds of people. This is our third episode. All right. So if you're interested, go to vidgo.com and check it out. This day in history, September 22nd, 1970, President Richard Nixon requests a thousand FBI agents go to college campuses. Now, this is at the height of the Vietnam War protests in the USA. Nixon did not want to do this, but there was an attack, okay? And uh, Sterling Hall, the University of Wisconsin-Madison, was bombed. On August 24th, that came on the heels of the Kent State thing. So Nixon said we need a thousand FBI undercover agents to go onto the radical campuses and to arrest people who are going to set bombs off. That caused a firestorm. The left hated that, of course. But that happened 52 years ago today. And people, they kind of forget how intense that whole Vietnam era was. It's worse now because we're under siege from the progressive left that wants to turn this country on its heel, take away all tradition. It's worse now, but back then it was bad. Okay, we've got a good mail segment, a final thought I think you're gonna enjoy. We'll be right back. Everything is expensive these days, you know that. The government is printing trillions of dollars in consumer prices higher than ever. If the government continues its printing and spending, the dollar could continue its freefall and lose its coveted role as the world reserve currency. Let's hope that doesn't happen. But there are a few things you can do right now. American Hartford Gold can show you how to protect your money, your retirement, your hard-earned savings against inflation by helping you diversify a portion of your portfolio into physical gold and silver. Start with a short phone call and they can have physical gold and silver delivered right to your door or put inside your 401k or IRA. So please call or text them right now. Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you. Call 877-444-GOLD, 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Again, that's 877-444-GOLD or text GOLD to 65532. I'm Mike Slater from the podcast Politics by Faith. This is a crazy time in our country. It's stressful, a lot of anxiety, and it's going to get worse. And I realized that one of the things that helps me take away the stress is realizing that there's nothing new under the sun. So on this podcast, we take the news of the day. And we run it through the Bible and other periods in history to realize that we've been through this before and we can rise above again. 
Politics by Faith anywhere you listen to the podcast. Politics by Faith. Okay, let's go to the mail. David Pippin, Las Cruces, New Mexico. Nice town. I keep getting email messages indicating that President Biden has signed an executive order that will replace cash with a digital dollar. Is there any truth to it? David, what do you think? What do you think? You think Biden signed an order that's going to take cash out of circulation? No. It's impossible. Couldn't do it. Didn't do it. So this crazy stuff, I know you're getting the emails. But when you do, can you delete it where they come from? I mean, why do you want to waste your time on it? John Flam, Sparks, Nevada. What happens to gas prices when Biden depletes the strategic patrol reserve? This is going to happen soon. No, it's not. <laughs> the strategic oil reserves aren't going to be depleted. We got plenty of oil in this country, right? Biden may not want to sell it to you, but he's going to put it in Louisiana. That could be depleted. See, this is the kind of stuff that floats around on the Internet. People believe it. I mean, it's, ah. Marie on the message board. Thank you, O'Reilly, for clearing up this next Trump travesty. You are welcome, Marie. You are welcome. It is my job to be precise and to provide clarity to you, the viewer and listener. Larry, concierge member. Larry gets direct access to me. I hope you check that out. I remember the money was not getting to the people that it was donated for back after 9-11. Bill O'Reilly did get on that and got things done. If not for him, who knows what would have happened to the money? Well, Larry, I appreciate it. That's why we ran the uh, no-spin flashback last night, me going up against George Clooney, if you are a premium or concierge member, you did not see that. You can see it any time. You go to BillOReilly.com and you can just see all of our shows. But I thought that was a very instructive clip last night. Marty Fenton, Manila, the Philippines. I'm an American retired Navy chief living here. We're enjoying the best exchange rate for the U.S. dollar ever. The selfish side of me likes the economic benefit, but as a patriot, it sends and scares me to know that the dollar is in trouble. The dollar is not in trouble per se. That's not the big thing now. Inflation in the United States is the big thing. All right. And that's Biden brought that on. He did it himself. The dollar fluctuates, goes up and down based upon where people want to invest their money. And right now, America remains, even though we're in bad economic times, look at the stock market, okay, the safe haven. So where are you going to put your money? Now, Switzerland's a safe haven, Singapore, and America. But more people want the U.S. dollar than the Swiss franc because the U.S. dollar is accepted everywhere. And that's why your dollar is going uh, great guns in the Philippines. Sandy Manfredi, Lincoln University, Pennsylvania. Bill, I decided to listen to Culture Warrior book. Big bonus you narrated. It's amazing how you were so on point with the secular progressive movement way back then. You know, I can't do the audiobooks anymore. I'm just too busy. Um, but I'm rereading Culture Warrior myself, and I'm amazing myself. <laughs> Eddie Schwecki on Ventura, Florida. 
Zarelli, I'd like to commend you on your Killing Book series. I'm hooked. I have read all of them, and I am awaiting Killing the Legends. I'm extremely impressed with the depth of your research and your ability to tell the story. Well, Martin Dugard, obviously my co-author, is part of that. And uh, this will be our 12th uh, Killing Book. I will tell you more about it in the final thought. I'll also tell you what I'm going to be doing next week. I'll be here. But if you see big circles under my eyes, there'll be a reason. Okay, so pre-order Killing the Legends on BillOReilly.com. Re-up your premium or concierge membership. You get the book free. And don't forget Killing the Killers. That's still vibrant. Word of the day, do not be a rap scallion, R-A-P-S-C-A-L-L-I-O-N. I I know some rap scallions who I like, so it's not a totally negative word. All right, back with the final thought in a moment. Hey, this is Vivek Ramaswamy. The media has systematically lied to you. The Hunter Biden laptop story, the origin of COVID-19, the Trump-Russia collusion hoax, or how your money's being spent in Ukraine. Enough already with the lies. No more lies, hard truths only. That's what the Truth Podcast is all about. It's not standard conservative talking points. If you want that, go somewhere else. But if you want the hard truth delivered to you in a way that challenges you and will challenge me intellectually, you're not going to find anything like this on the internet. Subscribe to The Truth Podcast today on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, here's the final thought of the day. So uh, Killing Legends, The Lethal Danger of Celebrity comes out next Tuesday. And of course, I'm doing media like crazy. Um, We're blackballed some places. um, And believe me, I know who's doing that. And um, well, I know. But most places are very respectful to us, and we will be around uh, promoting the book. And as I told you, it's a book of history. It's not the Hollywood Reporter, People Magazine. These three men, Elvis Presley, John Lennon, Muhammad Ali, influenced American culture to an extent that it changed. And the changes in our culture are in play now. And then... The weight of that, of their success, crushed them, and they were betrayed. And that's what the book is about. I think it's a fascinating history. You know, I started with Killing Lincoln, and I admire Abraham Lincoln to this day more than any other U.S. president. A man of courage, horrible situation that he was handed. Wife was a lunatic. I mean, the guy had no relief, and he just got through it, and, and he was such a magnificent president and leader. And, uh, you know, most of the killing books, again, Legends is the 12th, deal with titans like killing Patton and uh, Jesus, killing Jesus, I mean, just off the chart. This book, coming off Killing the Killers, which basically is a primer on how the U.S. government is protecting us, all right, from death, Believe me, these people, these jihadists would kill us, every one of us. This book is different. This is cultural history. But none of us can get away from cultural history. And that's why we did this uh, big um, segment on Vidgo. With the culture gone so far left. How did that happen? Well, history comes in many forms. And I think that when you read Killing the Legends, this is a book that will just fly by. I mean, it's... Woo. And, you know, you always get the Amazon reviews. Oh, I knew all that. I got that in Killing the Killers. It amuses me. I, I knew that. No, you, no, you didn't. 
Nobody knew what we have in killing the killers. It's all classified. The same thing with Elvis and, and Lenin and Muhammad Ali. It's not classified. But what we found out, you didn't know. And that's the beauty of the killing series. And that's what I'll be promoting next week. And we, we are very grateful. I am very grateful for people put me on in the interview process and, and promote the book. And it's very nice of all of them to do it. So thank you for watching and listening tonight. New column Sunday noon. And we will see you again on Monday.